0: hi hi i'm gonna start with a nice email today i know we've been getting some really nice ones in some really nice stuff and actually the amount of times i think can't be asked in this podcast anymore and then lovely emails come in <laughs> oh, and you go
1: great, oh
0: great. yeah that's I'm, really nice
1: i'm rushing to do it
0: are you writing these to to make sure that i stay is that what
1: you do <laughs> <laughs> no generally not
0: i'm only kidding i uh I do we, we we do love doing this and then when we get emails like this it just makes it so much worth it so much more worth
1: it. you know what i you know same. what I mean makes it good
0: so uh, this is from Tony hi guys my wife and I used to live in the West Midlands but now live in Florida just outside Orlando imagine that imagine moving from the West Midlands to Florida, <laughs> Florida. mind you at least you know, you know you won that speedboat on Bullseye at least you can actually use it there <laughs> Yeah. You want a speedboat, but I live in the Midlands. I'm the furthest away from the sea I possibly could be. <laughs> oh, never mind. Can I can I change it for a caravan? No. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so you carry on to say, Tony, my wife for the past few months has been listening to your podcast. She would come home from work. She works at Disney. Ah, oh, and try and tell me all about it. But I was having none of it. Then a couple of weeks ago, we had to drive to a wedding in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia, uh, seven hours away. Uh, seven hours each way. Guess what? We listened to all the way there and back. Yep, you guessed it. You two for 14 hours. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark.
1: Yeah, Jen. See? See, Jen? I must admit... People love my voice. Yeah,
0: I must admit, I did quite enjoy it. You did talk a lot about ball sacks and dicks a bit too, but um, I can see why she likes it. Lol. (laughs) (laughs) I have a son who is now 30, so can relate to most of what you talk about if you could mention her in one of your podcasts it would really surprise her she doesn't know I'm writing this oh another thing she has nine pairs of shoes sat by the front door I'm sure they are breeding and I get yelled at for having one pair of trainers by the kitchen door will you move those bloody things before I trip over them I mean what the <laughs> anyway guys keep doing what you do uh, it's great um, it's a welcome change take care Tony Smith so that's for you missus we don't do have, have a name Actually, yeah, I don't think you mentioned her name. Ah, we'll just call her Tony, Tony Smith's wife. No, there was no mention of the name. I mean, Tony, rule number one. Get a shout out <laughs> yeah. for your wife. At least give us a bloody name. We'll, we'll shout out your wife. <laughs> So, uh, Mrs. Smith, you can tell Tony you got your lovely mention, but he's a useless twat because he didn't give your name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and in his defence, nine pairs of shoes by the door. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Jen is on my case about leaving a pair of flip-flops sliders by the back door. Sliders? No, she keeps moving them, and I'm like, Jen, I need to go out, and she's like... Well, Get them from
0: the shoebox. box oh I like, get... I left them there. I was just so that email, I just found, I had to search for your email address to get that email to yeah. read out. So I've just got my, looking at my inboxes now. Isn't it depressing when the when something comes in, which is medical insurance renewal confirmation? Oh my God. What, my email address? I'm, no, not from you. That's oh, just, just say, something I'm... I've got from, from Phil. Yeah.
1: Phil. Phil, the medical insurance. And...
0: Had a good week? Uh Yeah, mate. Not too bad.
1: Oh, well, the... actually, no, 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 no. Actually, we're in a nightmare week because we've had hand, foot, and mouth.
0: Yeah, so um, Luna and Noah had it. Luna had it first, I think. Noah got it off her. So we've had it, and this time last week we're both pointing at each other. Touching <laughs> touch <your> fingers. <laughs> you because you were panicking, weren't you? Because you wanted to go home quickly because Jenna called you because uh, Ted had a temperature. Yeah, but he had he, he, it was it was a high temperature, forty, and he'd had a temperature for a, quite a bit.
1: So he dropped off at of school and he seemed fine. Mm. And then at school, he uh, div- was starting to get under the weather. And they tried to call us about half past 11, but couldn't get through. Ironically, Jen was in the school. There was no reception in the school. No. And Jen was in the school painting the new library. And they were trying to call her. But she, she was actually like Amazing. 20 yards away. <laughs> <on. laughs> Which is, anyway. Um, but, um so anyway, at one o'clock, Jen picked him up and, uh, yeah, he brought him home and he just had a temperature wouldn't get off her lap all afternoon. So I got oh. home and he was literally on her lap. And then, uh, and then we took him to the doctor and we they thought it was tonsillitis. He's had tonsillitis like ten times. Like yeah. He's had loads of it. Get him out. Yeah, I think he's going to head that way, to be honest. Get him
0: out while they're young. Yeah. I had mine out at 26. It was one of the worst things I've, I've ever had to do. Yeah. It's horrendous. Really? Yeah, when they're younger, it's just it's so better. much easier. Yeah.
1: So we, so the the doctor GP said, "Oh tonsillitis." Uh, Here is some antibiotics. Off we go, antibiotics. Next day, he starts developing some spots, which we sort of pushing, thinking, "Oh, it's meningitis." Meningitis wasn't meningitis. Where well, is the
0: jam jar when you need one? Where is it? Where, yeah, is it? exactly.
1: Yeah. And then, um, and yeah, anyway, and then he started doing this weird thing with his feet, where he was rubbing his feet. Yeah, he couldn't settle, so he was like, he was he was really restless and quite uncomfortable, and we were like. Ted, just just settle, just stop, stop doing it. And um, And we didn't know what it was, so we I took him to A and E, and I was like, it was about half past midnight. Yeah, actually, I actually took him to the out of out of hours doctors, but I arrived and then there was a big sign saying they they relocated to the hospital, so I was like, oh, do you know what? I'll just take him to A and E. Yeah. So we did that, and then at A and E, the doctor was like, examined him, said he hasn't got tonsillitis. So he stopped taking the antibiotics. And I was like, oh, right, okay. I mean, great. Uh, and then I said, do you think his hand, we thought it might be hand, foot and mouth because he had spots on his, um, blisters on his
0: feet. Yeah. Like not many
1: on his hands. No, they,
0: sometimes they, can't, they don't show up yeah. as much because like Luna's on her hands weren't so much. Yeah, but then it's, he had ulcers. Yeah, ulcers inside and yeah. any spots around the yeah. mouth as well. Because I said to you when, when we left last week, I said... Yeah, Luna had it. That it could be hand, foot yeah. and mouth. Yeah. Because it's, it's doing the rounds. Yeah. Luna went to the doctors at 11am and our doctor said that she'd had four other people four other kids beforehand that had hand, foot and mouth and she also said because the doctor's is attached to a nursery she said does she go to that nursery there which she doesn't but yeah so he was doing the rounds it's but you have a temperature for ages Luna had one for over a week
1: oh see, Ted's temperature actually did start to come down after about 48 hours
0: but she had an ear infection so we, yeah. it was a bit of a nightmare for us. She had that, so she had to have antibiotics for that. Yeah. But then she obviously was having, the temperature was there also for the hand, foot, mouth. Yeah. So isn't it right, it's it's contagious as long as they've got the temperature. When the temperature goes, it's yeah. not contagious. Is that right?
1: I think. <laughs> yeah, and so it was about two nights where he just didn't sleep. Yeah. Unconsequently. so restless,
0: we. bless them. I know.
1: It's like, it is really horrible watching your kids ill. Yeah. Because you just kind of want to be like, well, oh, come on, like, let's just... Get rid of it, yeah. but you can't. Um, so yeah, we had that all week, which was a bit of a nightmare. And obviously, I started, you know, still working and still mm. sorting the others out. And yeah, but we got there. We
0: got parenting the right parenting, now. parenting. It just oh. doesn't stop, does it? It is, it is relentless. It doesn't stop. Um Today, we've got a fantastic confession coming up soon which from is Fred, Fred the Vegetarian Fred the Vegetarian <laughs> Fred the Vegetarian is already he's already legendary and we don't know what <laughs> we don't know why. <laughs> I haven't really even read this one because he's named himself Fred the Vegetarian yeah I just read who it was from so uh, that's coming up later we're also going to talk about um, so we're, we're coming to the festive season I want to have a little chat about toys toys I want to have a chat about S- Father Christmas and as well sap- oh really yeah what's he
1: done uh, he's, he's He's done, you
0: he's, off. He's done nothing alright done nothing wrong but um, yeah yeah I'd like to have a little chat about Father Christmas, if that's okay. Absolutely fine. Wow. All still to come. First, a confession.
1: Uh, right, welcome back to the confessional. Yes. I've avoided the creepy voice today. Why you say that? Well, well it's not. That's
0: just my voice. Oh, gotcha. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> uh, we're excited because all we know about this confession is that it's from someone called Fred the Vegetarian. And presumably, the fact he's a vegetarian is important for this. Well...
0: Uh, Let's find out.
1: Okay, here we go. Fred the Vegetarian. I never like the texture of nuts. All bitty and they get stuck in your teeth. Well, what a start. Classic. (laughs) I'm hooked. That's bad for a vegetarian as well. Uh, So when I met my wife, after a few dates, when we were getting to know each other... She started teasing me about how I didn't like nuts. To win the conversation, I made up a lie that I had a nut allergy and was actually quite sensitive about it. She believed me and the conversation moved on. I forgot to tell her that it was a wind-up and then it became something that came up in conversation with friends again and again. After a while, so many people thought I had a nut allergy. It was too awkward to confess. (laughs) What a plonker. I've been there with, with my name. People assume my name is Alex. So some people will just know me as Alex. Yeah. And I've just, it has got so far, I've just never corrected them. I'll <laughs> just never, never do it. Um, he goes on, right, except that obviously my family never heard of my allergy. In fact, they've even seen me eat nuts and hate them. <laughs> So skip forward to Christmas. Mum has cooked all the trimmings—a veggie nut roast for me. Uh, there's nuts in almost every dish. My wife thinks my family's sense of humour is cruel. I explain, trying to keep both sides sweet, that normally I just eat around the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine eating like a like one of those um, a Magnum, like the, the almond just eating around the nuts? Oh mate, oh, that's because she bought that. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> um, but the wife isn't buying. Okay, my wife, the, the wife isn't buying it. It turns into a whole thing at the dinner table about how serious my nut allergy is. My wife insists that sh- that I have a nut-free alternative. Mum thinks my wife is joking, and it gets really awkward. I'm forced to confess there's no alternative. Now my wife thinks I've made a fool of her, and my family think it's a really bizarre lie. Can I
0: be forgiven? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is just the most bizarre confession I think it's we've brilliant. had.
1: I mean, I, I would, I think, I, I, I'm, I'm forgiving because I think that's a laugh. I think that is a funny story. He will be telling that for years to come. But,
0: but do you know what the thing is, though? As we all know, nut nut allergies can be quite dangerous, can't yeah, they? And yeah, I yeah. think the fact that he's chosen to keep going with the nut allergy, when, because I would panic... You know what I mean? Like I've cooked. Oh, oh, damn! I've cooked something with nuts in. Yeah. I could kill him. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, I, does do you think that there's also like there's that tension between uh, your wife and your your mum, like the mother-in-law? Like there's all like there's obviously a thing going on here where the mother-in-law's like my I know my son. He doesn't have a nut allergy. Yeah, and she's like uh, I live with him every day. He's my husband. <laughs> like I think I know he has a nut allergy. <laughs>
0: So they're, they're both... So basically they're both pissed with each other. Yeah. Because one thinks they know him better and the other... one. Yeah, I think... Yes, but I gave birth to him. Yeah, but I've lived with him for the yeah, last... Exactly. I mean, I think I would know.
1: The wife always wants to and the prob- out-trump the, the, yeah. the, the mum.
0: But the problem here is, is that, the, you know, the, the mother has one. That's the thing. Yeah, and and as as a wife, that's yeah, yeah. You don't want that to happen.
1: Yeah, I reckon the the conversation on the way home was her going. Even if it was lie, you should have just backed me up. <laughs> I can hear Jen saying that to me now. You, you yeah. should have supported me, yeah. even yeah. when I'm wrong. <laughs> it's, it's I would have. I probably would have um, said something along the lines of. I think I'm growing out of it. <laughs> and, and like, I'll just, I'll tell you what, I'll
0: just try one and I'll
1: see. Them. <laughs> I haven't tried it in a long time. Like, I don't know whether it'll
0: be all right. The other day, right, Al at work gave me a macadamia and I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I've just grown out of it. I think I've grown out of it. <laughs> and, I, and you know, I've never been brave enough yeah. to try, but maybe today's the day. So then I went for a dry <laughs> roast in the pub, I was fine
1: can yeah. you imagine like if that's what he told his wife and as he's eating this this lunch like she's like staring at him going like 999 9, ready to go kind of thing <laughs>
0: it's when she walks into the pub and he's there with his mate eating a bag of knobbies nuts
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're like like chugging it back
0: I thought you were <laughs> uh... Uh... oh um the quality oh is it harmless I'm still worried about the nut allergy thing fine oh, d- it's oh. better that way round at least he didn't lie he, he didn't have one yeah I suppose so <laughs> It's better this way round, right, Fred? The veggie. Okay, I think we're going to both go forgiven. Definitely forgiven. I think that was good. What a story! After you caught with Nobby's nuts in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this year, actually, I'm going to go for the old nut bowl for Christmas. Are you? We're talking about Christmas later, or the whole mixture? Yeah, I haven't, we haven't done cracker. it. Well, we haven't done it for a, a while. Obviously, kids have been quite young, so grabbing a nut and potentially putting one in yeah. their mouth is a bit dangerous. Do you have a coffee but, table? Um, no. Where would you put them? <laughs> put nuts elsewhere. Yeah, but it's where? Not, like, you want I them mean, easily accessible. Not, you're not the Christmas police that no. say you can only have nuts in a bowl if you have a coffee table. No, but I am just
1: saying, like, if they're not easily accessible...
0: You're the kind of guy that goes, what do you mean you haven't got a TV? What do you put on your furniture at?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very sensible question. Like, where will you put them then? In the kitchen?
0: Oh, yeah, why not? <laughs> because because when you're just sitting, you just... Oh, do you know oh, what, I Al? I, 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 I might put them in the bathroom... <laughs> What does it matter where you put your nuts?
1: It matters because they're the kind of thing that can just stay out all the time, and if they're not just there when you want one, it defeats the object
0: of having a nut bowl. I might put them in the bathroom, a bit of potpourri around the sides. (laughs) They look quite nice, festive. Some like slices of dried orange. Maybe some pine cones? I hate Isn't the
1: smell nice? of it. no the smell of those things what, cinnamon the and, and yeah, it's rank. What is wrong with
0: you, man? Oh. It's
1: the smell of Christmas. What's wrong with me? I'm not putting nuts in the bathroom, mate.
0: It's the mate. smell of joy <laughs> and happiness in the holiday <laughs> season. I'm going all American. Uh it's guest time now. Um Funny enough, I wasn't available for this interview.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, you did have to travel to Paris in order to have this interview.
0: I could have been available for this interview,
1: but no one asked me, you bastards. (laughs) Sorry to disappoint.
0: So you went to Paris. Um, Why did you go to Paris, first of all?
1: So I went to Paris because that was where the Women's Forum Global Summit was. You were allowed in? Apparently I was. Basically, it's a conversation all around gender equality. Yeah. And um, Gillette invited us to go, or invited Dad's Net to go. Um, and to join the conversation about gender equality in the workplace and how, if you want to have gender equality, that men need to join that conversation because it's men who impact gender equality. It's a very good point. Gender so you can't have that conversation with just women. So they invited us as Dad's there to go and have that conversation. Big mistake. Big. Huge. It, it was. It was. I mean, it was a very frightening two days, to be honest, in a room filled with very powerful women CEOs. You see, a 19-year-old you would have thought completely different. Yeah. But as part of it, they made the vice president of Gillette available for an interview. And I was like, hell yeah, let's chat to him. Especially because he's the guy who is responsible for the We Believe advert. Do you remember it? Just just remind me again. Toxic masculinity. Oh, yeah. It was basically an advert that started off saying how bad men are, and then how we need to be better and then at the end the tagline which is obviously um, a best a man can get Gillette Gillette this is now the best a man can get so they changed it to a best a man can be right and it literally I mean it, it, this year it has been the most disliked and liked YouTube video simultaneously right then well, split what, opinions let's
0: let's go for it what's his name Pankash Pancash. Uh, this is our chatting to Pankash Gillette the best a man can, can be. be we could go for the ad <laughs>
1: today we are recording this live from the women's forum uh, in paris which is very, very exciting we've been invited here uh, by gillette and by procter and gamble uh, to join the conversation all around gender equality and we are absolutely honored to have grabbed Hankash Bala, is that correct? That's right. Uh, who is the vice president for shave care for Europe for Procter & Gamble, which basically means you're in charge of Gillette, right? That's the best way to say it. <laughs> in charge I should of should get Gillette. the guys to change it to just that. <laughs> just in charge of Gillette. Yeah, the guy running Gillette in Europe. Perfect. I mean, I think that works. It works. It's much simpler for everyone to understand. Um, but it's amazing. Thank you so much for giving up your time. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, I want to talk to you. I've just seen you on stage and it was truly inspirational um so i want to i want to come back to that in a moment but why don't you start off just just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and your kids is it you got a son who's that's right
2: um so as as you said i'm i'm i have the privilege actually and uh, the honor of uh uh running a love mark uh, Gillette, I, I, a brand i've loved as a child i look after that in europe i live in geneva in switzerland a uh, wonderful uh, a partner uh, who also works for Gillette uh, and the Procter & Gamble company, I would say. And um, we have a seven-year-old son. Um, and I've been with the company in some way, shape or form for a decade and a half. Wow. Uh, and had the good opportunity to travel and live in different parts of the world before yeah. coming to Europe.
1: Amazing. So just also just clarify as well what, who, who Procter & Gamble are because in Europe particularly, we, we see the brands, don't we? We don't see so much of Procter & Gamble. So just give Great us a quick... Question.
2: Procter & Gamble is one of the world's largest uh, consumer products company. It's highly likely that anyone listening or watching this podcast has something that, is, that was manufactured by Procter & mm. Gamble in their home, their bathroom or their kitchen. Ariel, Tide, Pantene, Head & Shoulders, Pampers, uh, Gillette, Venus, he- Old Spice, uh, Olay, um, I could go on. Yeah. And also a company that, that, you know, in the spirit of what you're about to speak, a great, great champion for equality. Mm. Of all kinds. yeah. Uh, pay equality, gender equality, LGBTQ equality, um, disability equality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of this, this ma- manner of thinking is inbuilt into our value system. Yeah. And I've had the good fortune to work with them for a decade and a half, and I've seen them live those values.
1: Yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's why P&G are at the Women's Forum.
2: That's right. That's one of the most important reasons, and, and it's a great opportunity for us to be a voice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So um, I, want to, uh, I want to talk about um, fatherhood, obviously. Um, but I want, if you don't mind, I'd love for you to just share the story behind the We Believe ad. Um,
2: late uh, one night uh, in January of 2019, still this year, a few people were working on a piece of advertising in the United States uh, for a brand called Gillette. A normal two-minute video <laughs> Um, that is a part of the work that they do day in and day out anyway. yeah. And they'd been working on it for a year. And just a few minutes before midnight, the video was done and they uploaded it on YouTube. And they said, well, we'll come back tomorrow morning. And we're going to, as we say in the business, push the ad, mm-hmm. market it, make sure people get to see it, make sure there are viewers on it. And we all went to sleep happily. And when... <laughs> Many of us, including myself, were woken up at three in the morning uh, with threats to our life and our children's lives. Uh, And it seemed to be because of the ad that was put on YouTube innocently three hours before. Yeah. So here we are looking at our phones with Twitter exploding, YouTube exploding, Facebook exploding, no platform left untouched. Thousands and thousands of dislikes building up as we're watching it happen in real time. Clearly thinking to ourselves, oh good Lord, what have we done? Uh what have we said? Yeah. Uh that has made people angry. And I want to acknowledge by saying that a lot of people did not like the ad. No matter how the story ends, that's going to be one of the facts. Mm. And we said to ourselves, surely we need to get to work now. So uh, as soon as we could get ready and get to work at six in the morning, we were at work looking at the ad. Um and I was clearly looking at the commentary and a lot of the comments were that this ad seems to be designed to attack men. Yeah, uh, And this ad seems to be the opposite of good masculinity. Mm. And you know, in my business, um, you have to ask yourself you know, whether this piece of advertising is serving the spirit of what it was meant to do or not. And you have to be very honest with yourself. Mm. A few months prior to that, another company, Pepsi, had come up with an ad with Kendall Jenner that sort of didn't fall right w- you know, in the spirit of, of what it was supposed to say. On the other hand, a few months prior to that, Nike had also made an ad with, with an athlete called Colin uh, Kaepernick, who, um, and that had gone on to do very well, but also was mm. seen as, as, as risky, yeah. courageous. So we were saying, okay, are we in the Kendall Jenner camp or are we in the Colin camp? That was the question in our minds. And yeah. I have to tell you, in those early hours of day one, uh, there were many moments, many moments where I, I said that I think it would be better to not continue to anger our wonderful consumers yeah. who buy our products for years yeah. and take this ad offline. And in that moment of weakness, of which there were many that morning, um, I happened to have the good presence of mind to speak to someone far wiser, far more intelligent, far more balanced than I am, uh, which is my wife. And I happened to call her and I said, hey, listen, I think I'm about to be fired. And all the years of hard work leading up to this are going to be evaporated Mm. in a moment. So, you know. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. And by the way, we're." Well, you're the the sole bread earner now at this point. Um, And the reason is that this ad is extremely hated. I love Gillette deeply, Mm. unconditionally, almost awkwardly. And the promise of Gillette since 1989 has been the best a man can get. And I find myself asking, what is the best a man can get in 2019? Mm. And it's not what it was in 1989, that I promise you. Our 1989 commercial was a Wall Street banker rushing downstairs about to get into his fancy car just as he's about to do that. An extremely gorgeous lady caresses his cheek and surrenders herself to him. And in 1989, there was logic and method to that. Aspiration to become successful in the financial world was an epitome of Mm. success. It's certainly not that now. No. And... uh, And so I said, the reason why I wanted to make the ad is because I wanted to show what the best a man can get is. And Mm. you know what my greatest realization was? My greatest realization was that you can never be the best a man can get. (laughs) Research told us there is no best a man can get, Mm. but there is a better man that you can try to be. Yeah. So we converted the words, the best a man can get for the campaign to the best man can be. And all I wanted to do is show how men, everyday men, men that mm-hmm. you and I know, men like ourselves, yeah. are trying to be better. And the, the reason I gave for, the, for that to happen in the ad is not because they want to be better, not just that reason, but because someone important, naive, innocent, is watching them get better. Yeah. And that naive, innocent audience are the children mm. who will be men tomorrow. We chose to put the ad on air. The dislikes continued. Mm. And while there were people who liked the ad, the majority were still those who disliked the ad. And we were trying to understand the why and the how of it until we received a call. And the call we received came from a middle school in the neighborhood who reached out to me and said, do you mind if we show this ad in our class today? Wow. And I said, I, do you want to show this? Because, you know, someone's made a mistake and you're trying to analyze what went wrong. Yeah.
1: what not to do
2: do. and and they said well actually we have boys and girls in our class we we're doing a class on gender studies and we'd like to see what they think about the ad and we'd like them to debate about it we we think it is a a piece of communication that can trigger healthy debate Mm. nothing i can tell you was more gratifying than that four and a half minute phone call on that tuesday evening Mm. I wanted debate and yeah. I think we got that.
1: What, what was it that people didn't like? So I've watched the ad lots of times and I've heard the debates and I've heard Piers Morgan on Good Morning Britain do his thing. And I, it feels like somewhere along the line it's got a little bit blurred by people thinking that the ad is referring to every single man in yeah. the world and, and I don't understand where that has come from so I'm wondering yeah. whether you have any insight into why people are. I so think there were some
2: frames in the ad that might have served uh, and and reinforced the narrative I'll share an important statistic with you many people who did not like the ad did not watch the whole ad mm. yeah we have data that tells us that many people who
1: dislike the ad didn't get to the ending oh. <laughs> they never saw the concluding narrative I want to pick up on one thing you said about um about how our children are looking at everything we do and analyzing it and absorbing it and and i see it with with my son ted you know i i can do something one day and the next day he he's doing the same thing and and i want to pick up on that because i think that that is an a crucial part of the future of these kinds of debates around gender equality around all, all kinds of equality so i wanted to get your take on i guess the significance of fa- that fathers can play in these in these conversations
2: I think they can play a big role. Um, you know, I was taught by my father how to shave. I'm pretty sure I'm going to touch my, uh, teach my son how to shave. And it's just shaving. It's one act, right? But in that act there's a metaphor. Mm. It's really a metaphor of preparing for life yeah. now that you're no longer a boy and about to become a man. I think that we underestimate how much was, is absorbed by our children. I think we constantly underestimate. And you know how, I mean... Children below the age of seven, their brains, good Lord. I know. I mean, they are absorbing at speeds you can't fathom. Mm. I can't fathom. And, and I think that important age, even the ages that follow eight, nine, 10, 11, all the way up to puberty, are very important, formidable years. Um, and we have the responsibility of shaping those years to the greatest extent mm. we can, even though they will go on to have their own experiences. Yeah. My biggest insight and takeaway in aha on fatherhood is now that I'm a dad, the responsibility is not just to educate him and provide him with what he needs to yeah. succeed and to take care of him physiologically, but what values I want to teach him emotionally. Mm. And, and I don't think most fathers consciously think of that all the time. And my ad was only trying to say, maybe you should, mm. because that's what I'm trying to do every day now.
1: Everything you say, and you said this on stage as well, it's one thing talking, but actually we've got to act. And, and I guess the message to, to, to the guys listening is just do something, act, act.
2: Yeah, don't, be an, don't just be an ally. Uh, the first important thing is get comfortable uh, with the data. There is overwhelming evidence in favor of gender mm. equality. There is overwhelming evidence that diversity is a, not only an advantage for society, but an mm. advantage for economics and commerce. Yeah. Once you get comfortable with that, of which there is overwhelming evidence, then you have to believe it. Most people would stop there. Hey, listen, I agree with you. Mm. I'm a supporter. What do you want me to do? I want you to act.
1: Yeah. So I'd love to ask a couple more questions. Sure. Which we tend to ask all our guests. Sure. What's the best thing about being a dad? The best thing about
2: being a dad is having him at the age of four, five, six, seven, tell everything that's bad about you to your face. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Because there is no filter. Yeah. Absolutely. There's absolutely no filter. Yeah. So he'll say, Oh my goodness, Dad, you have to stop eating chocolate. you are putting on weight. Mm. But there's no filter. What a joy. Yeah. You'll never experience that. I mean any adult conversation yeah. has screens and filters, except the one that you'll have with your son.
1: Exactly, it's like a mirror right it's, into and your inner core. And, and,
2: and, and he is just cutting through it, right? He's not. There is <laughs> yeah. no politeness, and there's, there's, there are only blunt edges. Yeah, that's. And brilliant. I love it. I love it because, and I pray and I hope that there's some degree of that authenticity finds, survives time. Yeah. Even if it changes its tone. Yeah. I hope the spirit of authenticity Absolutely. survives.
1: And it makes us better. Like when our kids are saying that to us, it makes it us does better. It does make us
2: better, and it. It's not worked on me yet because yeah. I'm still not healthy enough, but I'm trying.
1: <laughs> uh, what legacy would you like to leave uh, your son? The legacy I'd like to
2: leave my son is I, I have some very simple um, principles that I've talked to him about since as long as he could understand mm-hmm. words. And all of them are in the spirit of values. I tell him that the secret of happiness is unconditional love, not money. Mm -hmm. I tell him the secret of success is actually talent, hard work, and perseverance in that order. And I tell him that the most important motto in life is to rise above your circumstance. That's it. And I said, if you forget everything dad's told you, just remember that whenever you're in trouble, just stop where you're standing or sitting and say, how do I rise above the circumstance? That's all. That should be your mission in life. Rise above your circumstance. My teachings are not about comfort and success and yeah. money all of which is very important but shouldn't be w- what a dad teaches his son no. life society community yeah. will teach my son that in any case
1: yeah that's powerful we we ask that question to a lot of our guests and that's probably the best answer i've heard thank
2: you rise, <laughs> rise above your circumstance son
1: Uh, In all honesty, when I first heard that story about how three hours after publishing that ad online, he had an anonymous phone call from someone threatening to kill his kid. Wow. Because they were that aggrieved by the ad. Dude, I mean, come on, it's just a video. I was, I was, honestly, it's amazing. And to hear his side of things... I think it makes a lot of sense. I think that guy speaks a lot of sense. Some people just need more panpipes
0: in their life. Yeah. <laughs> just listen to some panpipes and just chill out. I know, I know. But there you have it. The
1: The story behind the ad uh, from the man who was in charge of the ad. And he's a great guy. Really good... What's the one looking for? Like a fighter? Like a... Advocate. advocate yes advocate for not avocado <laughs> advocate. not an avocado yeah. an advocate for gender equality and um just all of that kind of stuff i mean and he's he's
0: he's running one of the biggest companies in the world i'm to the point come on let's cut to the chase you have to go to paris to do it i know exactly. <laughs> i had a pasty today whoa i know
1: the i vegan had one. lunch
0: so. The what i don't like meat and pasties well, no, I a don't, pasty? Really, don't really like meat and pies. Like, I like a sausage don't, roll, without I a sausage. Like, I don't like meat. So, and you, like <laughs> so you like rolls? You like the vegan, the Greg's vegan sausage no. rolls? No, 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 no. Out no. of this world. No, no. There's and no difference. What, there's tell, no difference. I will tell you why. If I will tell you why. You tell me why. I am fully la, supportive la, 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 of la, Pierce la. Morgan
1: and his opinions on the Greg's vegan sausage roll.
0: What were his opinions? They're probably balls like. It's bro. a waste of time. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Because your wife could have a vegan sausage. She won't. Well, yeah, but then Jen's a weird. Jen's vegan. a bad example. Yeah, but yeah. if
1: you want us, if you want to eat a sausage, eat a
0: sausage. No, why? No, because if you don't like meat, then why not have a vegan sausage? Because you're not harming the piggies.
1: Oh, do you know if it's a responsible source... I, I sourced, eat meat, so I'm a, I'm a bit of a you know.
0: But hey, good argument.
1: <laughs> <sighs> it's because I'm hesitant to let my true opinions to keep going <laughs> come out.
0: <laughs> meat eater. We'll, have, we'll have letters of complaints I am a meat eater too so I can't really complain although I am technically vegan because my wife is vegan so most of my meals are vegan it's good it's healthy I'm not eating as much meat it's good it's well, good the meat is healthy hopefully no, <laughs> in moderation yeah pr-
1: salad is probably I see the unhealthy. amount of red meat you eat I don't eat much red meat actually
0: why, 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 why are you saying that though why what's wrong with red meat why, why? No, no,
1: I just don't, because it's expensive, actually. <laughs> I mean, if I had a lot of money, I'd have a steak every night. But, <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't actually, I mean, usually it's just chicken for me. I eat a lot of chicken.
0: A lot of chicken. Yeah, your white meat's good. Yeah, you've got to get your protein in. Right, should we talk about Christmas? <laughs> yes. Uh, now, so... You can so, have a vegan Christmas. Vegan Christmas. Charlie will have a vegan Christmas. Your wife will have a vegan Christmas. I will, I'll be eating meat on Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah. I'll be eating turkey. Yeah. Are you cooking? Am I cooking? No, we're going round to the parents. The parent, yeah, so Charlie's mm. parents. Were they do to, a good roast? Yeah, really good. Yeah. They've got one of those old school, um, the, what what are they called? Those contraptions that keep the meals nice and warm. The trolleys. What are they called? A hot plate. Hot plates. They've got one of those, but a proper one in the shelves. You open it up. like I, I love that.
1: Food. Yeah, so it stays warm for like a good. <laughs> five hours yeah
0: it like, out. Uh, <laughs> just continue eating it comes out of this cupboard that no one's ever seen before it's like where'd you get that from the oh there it is it looks fantastic um what are we doing? so what are we looking i'm day? looking at the clock because the, the day of recording this is, is a monday so it's monday the 18th of november we yeah. recorded this so are you planning christmas so we're talking late november are you planning christmas now no Why
1: uh what have you been planning
0: well obviously father christmas will get presents I understand that, you know. Father Christmas gets presents for yeah. the kids, um, and also the parents get presents as yeah. well. So, um, have you got the presents that you're going to give Father Christmas? Is that that's up to him to sort everything out? But are you going? Have you got your presents mm, yet and
1: stuff? No, but it's an awkward one for us this year. Okay. Because Ted doesn't want anything. Okay. Except gold.
0: <laughs> really. He's going to be very disappointed when Father Christmas hasn't brought him anything because he said he doesn't want
1: anything. Honestly, honestly, it's, it's going to be a very interesting Christmas morning this year.
0: Interesting. Because he doesn't
1: want anything. He just wants gold or precious stones.
0: Is Father jewels. Christmas getting, and and you, his parents, getting him backup presents just in case? I mean,
1: honestly, it would just be a waste of money.
0: Mm. It's, I'm telling you, it's going to be a real nightmare. Well, the... The the word waste is a very valid point. And it's only sort of last year we were more, we were definitely a bit more careful last year. This year, it's definitely on our mind now. Yeah. Packaging, plastic stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So, in our house, and I th- I think this is, this was sort of doing the rounds last year as well. And I, and I think in our house, what's going to happen is, we know that Father Christmas is going to buy the smaller presents. Because we believe that Father Christmas will get small presents for every child. But we are going to be buying the big presents. So we're going to make it quite clear that we have bought the big presents for Christmas.
1: <laughs> so you basically like trying to outdo Father Christmas.
0: Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're <laughs> outdoing Father Christmas. Because, well, no, but the, there is a reason for that. Because there are some children, and I would, you know, I fall into this category when I was a kid, that... Got hardly anything from Father Christmas, yeah. But yet, you know, um,
1: Tommy down the road, Tommy down the road, the
0: got Evil Can and a and a rally bike and yeah. everything else. So the theory is, why does Father Christmas like Tommy more than he likes me? Yeah. So that we're going to go down that route this year, right. and we're not going to get as much. We're trying what, to get stuff which will last, which will not just go in the bin and add to our plastic problem. What are you going to get? So, Father Christmas will get whatever Father Christmas gets. So, little, little things.
1: <laughs> You're so weird. Little things. Yes, little things. And Father Christmas will get them for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Got to keep the magic alive, out. And we're going to get... So, I think, I think Noah wants... Um, he wants some sort of castle. He's into castles and dragons and stuff like that. So, he'll a get... A wooden castle. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a wooden castle, yeah. And Luna wants... I can't remember what Luna wants... But, but but no but there will be some plastic in there too it's not all going to be yeah. but we're going to try and get stuff that lasts and that we can pass on to people so trying to little things that like we're going to try and keep it in good nick so it can go to a charity shop or it can go you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um wrapping i'm not quite sure how much wrapping we're going to do this year because wrapping paper is quite bad Yeah. some of it's not recyclable
1: um what about um tissue paper is quite good tissue paper's good yeah but also would you not like burn it
0: um, <laughs> can I say that? Yeah, we can do Because yeah, well, Ted we've got likes fo- making fires Yeah, we've got a fire there So we could do that So just, there is there is burn. that option as well um,
1: I know it's not great for the environment But it's probably better than Than it hanging around. Yeah, hanging around Yeah, hanging around Yeah No, I mean toys Yeah, we we Ted's just not into toys like, So what we might do is get him some useful things For example, every time I try to draw a picture I can never find a freaking pencil so we might get him like a pencil case, with pencils in that's his, but also is useful for us to sort yeah. of get. So things like that, that yeah. you kind of have a bit of use. But yeah, no, we're not, you know, we're not gonna, we, he just he just wants metal.
0: He wants a sword. Didn't you buy him a sword once? No, nah, it
1: was a letter opener that he thought was a sword. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. this time he he wants a sword.
0: Yeah, well, he's gonna, well, you get him a wooden one. Mm, not good enough. Now, you can't be giving, you can't give your five-year-old kid a sword. You can get like blunt ones, but it's still a blooming metal sword. <laughs> just because I, I don't, think, I don't think it's right to give him a sword.
1: Well, we are we are supposed to be talking about safe toys and gifts month. Well, like, screw, is a sword a safe me,
0: toy? No, really, get a wooden one. Get, get him a wooden one. And if he says it's crap, then say tough shit. <laughs> Come on,
1: <laughs> honestly, yeah, it's true.
0: that's what you have to do. Uh, Chris, that works on this show, said that you can buy Ted some. You know, he said he wanted gold yeah. and some precious fool's stones. Get gold. Some fool's gold, yeah, being a big one, fiver. What will he do with it? He he
1: just collect like, collects it and lays it out and puts it on like a precious. You know those his old drinks trolleys, vintage mm. stuff. Yeah, he's got one of them in his bedroom. <laughs> it's just like layered with like little. He's like a magpie. Imagine what a magpie's nest would be like. Yeah, that's like his bedroom.
0: That's amazing. Um, I'll, I'll take a photo. <laughs> t- take a photo. Yeah, I, that sounds quite cool. What are your thoughts on, like, gaming and stuff like that?
1: Like uh, PlayStation and Xbox and stuff.
0: So actually, talking about gaming and stuff, our uh, product of the week from all good toy shops is the Nintendo, I think it's Labo or Labo. So these are cardboard accessories for N- Nintendo Switch. So maybe like a steering wheel, yeah. it's a decent, gun.
1: decent, decent stuff. I'll tell you why I like it, because... There's this whole thing around uh, gaming and um, iPads and tablets and things like that because uh, screen time and kids just kind of immersing in non-reality. What's, yeah. what's that? Virtual reality. Virtual reality, right? What What companies like Nintendo and there are other companies around, there's, there's another game called The Tori. Which is a uh, which is basically like you get these little models, you get an iPad, but then you you fly the rocket and you see it on the screen. and where you move it, it moves on the screen. Oh, right. So it's like gaming, but physical gaming. And what these products are doing is that they're uniting like imaginary play and physical play with technology. And I love that concept of bringing has the two for, together. But it's been
0: around for a while. Like the Nintendo Wii was one of the best things ever. At Christmas, we always used to get the Nintendo Wii Yeah. Out. So you had the bowling. The bowling was always the yeah, one yeah, that yeah. we absolutely loved.
1: Yeah. But no, I, I'm talking like further than that. So, for yeah. example, with this Tori, you can draw a tree and you can color it a g- green and a, and a brown trunk. And at whatever shape you do the tree, put it behind the iPad camera and it takes that image and puts it onto the screen. Oh, incredible. So, you, or you could paint your, you could colour in your rocket that you've designed, red and yellow and blue and whatever colours you want, with whatever pictures you want. And then when you put that on the screen, it's your rocket. Mm. So it's it's that creativity that yeah. is bringing as well. It's not just physical. It's actually bringing what you, what's in your head onto a screen. Yeah. And that, I think, is an amazing way of bringing the two things together.
0: I think for me I know there'll be a time where because Noah we, we, he, he, I'll give him my phone he'll play Thomas there's a thing called Magic Tracks where you race against Toby or whatever and he does that stuff he'll do it we usually play it actually when we're waiting for the school gates to open Yeah. so I'll give him the phone then and that's all of anything from 10 minutes it might be 5 minutes so that's all he has it for it might even be 4 minutes it might be 4 minutes <laughs> and he, he has reading eggs, is the other thing he likes, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the iPad, which is really like educational, yeah. so that's all good. And I know there'll be a time where he wants more screen time, I get that. But equally, go back to the Nintendo, and I think PS4 tried it for a bit, didn't they? Or PS3, was it, with um, the, the back, controllers yeah. that you moved and stuff like that. But I I think gaming with the with the family, so I'm actually quite looking forward to maybe playing, I don't know, a bit of football with Noah. Because I just like that. I, I would prefer like
1: real it, football, FIFA.
0: No, no, as in FIFA. Well, real football, obviously, but FIFA as yeah, well. Because yeah. I just I like that sort of. It's that bond, isn't it? It's that yeah. father son, and I'll do it with Luna as well. You know, yeah. father daughter time. But when it comes to him doing it by himself, I'm still I still don't know if I want that. Yeah. Right now, you still want to, I think gaming still be, can be
1: antisocial. Yes. And you, as long as it's social, yeah, I think it's got value.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want them to be left out, Yeah, you know, in the school playground and stuff. Yeah. You know? What about big, what about like
1: family board games and stuff? Because Ted's just started doing, so we might actually get him like a, a new Snakes and Ladders. He loves Snakes and Ladders. Well,
0: we've got a Peppa Pig one, which is their yeah. version of Snakes and Ladders. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. I definitely wouldn't
0: get a Peppa Pig one. Why not? Because it's Peppa fucking Pig. Mate, <laughs> come on. <laughs>
1: Apparently, no word of a lie. Rebecca Apparently.
0: Rabbit is, is Nanny Plum from... Ben and Holly, who you know that I love.
1: Yeah, right. Fine, but apparently, people in America are now, or children in America, are now talking with British accents. Amazing,
0: because of Peppa Pig. Fantastic. I That's hope. The truth. Yeah, but if we if we keep going, you never know. Peppa Pig, but could become president. <laughs> <laughs> and fair, I think it'll be an upgrade it, that's what I mean <laughs> I mean I don't like Peppa Pig I think whoa. if Peppa Pig keeps infiltrating <laughs> that's the
1: next yeah, step I tell you while she's taking over the world could she just sort out the uh, the UK general election yeah. as well please
0: and if she I'll tell you what as well, if Peppa builds a wall it'll be shit and flimsy so it won't be that good so there goes you, you screw your wall <laughs> no but so yeah getting in some like snakes and ladders or he's, he's
1: he did, we don't play Monopoly the full version but he does. He now say, "Oh, can we play Monopoly?" And it's really good for his numbers. Like he said, "All right, I've got four hundred notes." All right? How much have you got? It goes four hundred. Like it's it's yeah. starting to. It's a really good way of counting around the board. And we don't do all the community chests and stuff like that. Community chest, yeah. <laughs> 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 lads, lads, lads. Also, um, Monopoly have just brought out. Um, an electronic version. It's, like, yeah. it's basically the board and then in the middle is the Monopoly guy, his hat. Yeah. And you, and it just does everything. So you can say, JK, bank, £100, whatever, and does everything electronically. Wow. And I was I was being shown this by a PR agent and I was like, oh, that sounded great, that's great. And the whole time I was just thinking, we've just taken away everything that's good about Monopoly. Oh, you see, I like it. I, I don't like maths. No, but it's not, Come on, mate. It's not... It's... That is what Monopoly is. Cash changing things like, like that's why kids do it I reckon I owe some of my education to Monopoly
0: alright <laughs> <laughs> screw that <laughs> All right, well on that note right, let's wrap it up yeah <laughs> I preferred Risk <laughs> it oh, lasted for days
1: Risk unbelievable Risk. game
0: Uno I used to love Uno yeah. Risk Um just like mind you I, I think I think our longest game of Risk last it, it, just under a week six days really who'd I, you play with Joe remember Ugly Kid Joe <laughs> Jesus Joe from the wedding <laughs> yes yeah Joe we always used to he had all the board games yeah I mean he had all of the operation he had yeah. um what well, other stuff do we used to play with um Risk yeah Monopoly we used I'd like to love to do another
1: game at a Risk Night do you
0: want don't, to come round and do a Risk Night I don't night? Know if I have the patience now you don't
1: have to like, roll, like run it for six days you just do a few hours in the evening
0: yeah maybe as long as we get drunk well yeah <laughs> yeah but we'll forget what to do that's the thing no back we then, won't we, we, we
1: weren't drinking Jen you know? <laughs> will come home and we'll just, <laughs> we, we'll just be like lying on the floor drunk with like these little men hanging out our with, mouth, our, like,
0: with eh. our trousers and our pants on the floor and <laughs> our floor drape yeah.
1: three quarter length uh, yeah. dressing gown <laughs>
0: Yeah, do, do you like the planning for Christmas? Do you love the festive stuff? But you don't, you don't put your tree up till like Christmas Eve, do you? So no, no,
1: no. We so we do put it up. Um so we are very fortunate because for the last few years we have been um sent on a ski trip. Really ah. fortunate. So every year now around about the 14th we we go skiing and so like from that point of view, like we do get the tree up at the start of December, so that we can have a good yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of almost two weeks. And worth. Start of
0: December is perfect,
1: and that yeah. But I wouldn't if if I was there, if I was th- living in a house throughout December, I wouldn't because it's just too much.
0: No, it's not. You're such a Scrooge man. <laughs> no, it's not just enjoying... like it's Charlie's birthday tomorrow. Christmas starts after Charlie's birthday. That's the way we look at it. What? And also, I have another theory here, Chris. What are you? Are you a December? So Chris, that works on this show, who I'm talking to now, are you December? And then things go up. So you don't... Like the 7th. So, okay, so Chris that works on this show, he's the second week in December, so like maybe the 6th, 7th, depending on what day the weekend falls on, yeah? Yeah. See, I think that's too late. It's got to be December. However, I have a new theory now. We might go six weeks before Christmas, and there's a reason. So what is one of the best Christmas movies ever? It's a bit of a... Die Hard. No, it's not Die Hard.
1: No. It's not even a Christmas movie, really, is
0: it? It is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is. is, Actually, there's been... There's been polls and it is now considered a Christmas it's been movie. It wasn't set in no. December. <laughs> well, the three top movies this year, it's already been... The three top feel-good movies which give you... Which release good hormones yeah. were... Number one was Home Alone. Yeah. Number two was Elf. Yeah. And number three was Love Actually. Elf done well to get in there. Did, yeah. Yeah, I think Elf's it's quite right. new. Yeah, yeah, it's a good film. It's new. Yeah. Love Actually. Yeah. Which is a great Christmas movie. Yeah.
1: Now, Shout out to Richard Curtis One of our uh, guests in uh, yes. the previous episode
0: And again Download Global Play You can listen again Very good interview by Al um, Thank you so, so What At the start of that movie What does it say on screen What comes up In letters on the screen
1: On Love Actually Yeah What happens Well We've got no idea I've never watched it
0: Why have you never watched it
1: <laughs> No I have watched it isn't it the one where um, the bloke, the Sheriff of Nottingham from
0: Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is... Alan Rickman? Yeah, he's porking some... Whoa, don't even get me started. That, this is where Char- Charlie, my wife, gets very angry now during Christmas and it's purely based on him dipping his wick in his in the receptionist. Yeah. That's his Christmas wick, yeah. you know, which was of Christmas <laughs> with his assistant. Yes, yeah. very angry moment. Anyway, start of love actually. <laughs> start love actually says six weeks before Christmas. There it is. That's the proof that you can do Christmas... What's
1: happening six weeks before Christmas in the movie?
0: Everything's all Christmassy in the movie. Six weeks before Christmas. Nah. So, So, nah. that's your given, though. You can do it. So,
1: 20th, you're going to be whacking up the Christmas decks?
0: I'm quite tempted to put the Christmas tree up this weekend, yeah. Oh, mate. What date will that be? 22nd? 22nd. 23rd? I think that's alright. Yeah, 23rd. <sighs> I think we do, just to piss you off. Yeah, it is gonna. I can tell. If we're yeah. recording
1: on the. We're going to record on the twenty fifth, mate. And I'm going to say, I want if you take a photo, and if you have, oh, you're going to feel my wrath.
0: The season of good joy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wrath. <It> Who's wrath? <laughs> wrath. What it's like? It's like um, when people say washing up, with an A. Spell it with an A. Washing up.
0: They no, say I, washing up. No, but I know. I know. I know, I know what wrath, wrath means. The wrath. Yeah. What's wrath? <laughs>
1: It's, it's just the way us southerners pronounce it we <laughs> should feel a bit rough
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we're done aren't we uh, thank you for listening today um, if you would like to listen to any of the other podcasts we mentioned it earlier there's Richard Curtis there's Ramesh Ranganathan there's Bill Bailey um, Ross Kemp there's Ross Kemp I'd avoid Ross Kemp actually <laughs> it's quite a quick one that Download Global Player and you can listen again there or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you rate us, make sure you download, subscribe and uh, that would be lovely. Thank you for listening.
1: Ciao. Did you? Have I done ciao? Yeah, you have. Oh, well in the name of festive movies I will do the yippee ki motherfucker. What's that? Die Hard. Oh, right. The Christmas, we just had that conversation.
0: Could you say goodbye? Goodbye. There it is.